Crowdy the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Woff. Kickstart June 12th. Damn it. Boom. Okay. 12th. So we're we're uh, three episodes into Boys of Summer. All in, it hasn't just, just just we've recorded the third episode. You have you guys are enjoying, or lack of better words, <laughs> the two other episodes that are out there right now. You're listening. You're listening. Maybe. That that's fair. Well, I mean, I hope they're listening, right? Somebody's listening. Somebody, somebody. The audience is listening. War, Larry, THX. Yeah, no, I got you. I know. I, I got it. <laughs> it's funny. I was kind of looking at the rundown of Blu-ray. Blu-ray. By, by the way, I didn't mention this last week, but John Wick 4 came out on Friday on Blu-ray and 4K. And I was surprised because I, I didn't mention it last week. And the reason being because it, it did that weird thing where Lionsgate put out an, a, a movie release for home video on a Friday, which is not normal. You know, these things should come out on Tuesdays because they don't want to potentially hurt their own sales of at, at the box office for whatever movie they happen to have out. That's why the business has always said, all right, movies and music come out on, on Tuesdays, right? And then eventually that changed. We talked pre-Mike about, about that. When did, when did that happen? Like a dozen years ago? Where they, where they, like where they move, they slid music to Fridays instead of Tuesdays. I don't know. It's weird, right? I yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I feel like it happened too. It's weird because, like you know, like Spotify, like you'll, you know, I'm like, what the fuck? What did, when, when did this come out? Because I don't even look for things to if they don't if they're not coming out of, even now. Like if I don't see something, I mean, I usually think something will come out. Then I look at the date and I'm like, that's Friday. Why? What the fuck? What? Right. Rancid just dropped a new record like last Friday. And now I'm so programmed that at 9.05 on a Thursday evening, I'm looking to see what what new music is out, whether it's a single or whatever, because sometimes they don't even tell you when a new single's coming out. It's just, there it is. Now I'm looking at Spotify or Apple Music and you can, I have to look at both because the way the algorithm works on both of them, well, Spotify is more algorithm based. So sometimes the new music that comes up is only things that based on listening to, but Apple music will always just show you what's new period, whether regardless of it, of your listening habits. But yeah, dude, it's weird, right? Just, uh, but now yeah. I'm so programmed for stuff to come out on Friday, which is good because you got to spread out your entertainment dollars, right? Sure. I'm going to, and since you brought it up, I'm going to give you two things real quick and then I'm going to let you get right into the, cause I know you got a long list and I don't really have much to talk about, <laughs> but last Friday, uh, ranted, I don't know if you're a fan. I am a fan, uh, released a full album, uh, called tomorrow never comes. It's fucking great. If you like ranted, you'll love this record. Uh, it, it, it's on Spotify and Apple music. Um, it's funny. So I listened to this, the next morning I woke up and there was a email from Spotify saying, look what Rancid made for you. And literally there was a, uh, you know, an offer for a limited edition vinyl of the Tomorrow Never Comes record. 
so that's one. The other great thing that's going to happen here, uh, and I wouldn't have known without the Friday <laughs> new music drop, was that uh, our old pal Juliana Hadfield is going to, there's going to be yet another covers record yes. from Juliana Hadfield. And there's a, there is a sample, the first single was released, um, and it, it's Juliana Hatfield covering ELO. And who doesn't need that? Right. I mean... I love her cover of uh, Don't Bring Me Down. It's pretty damn good. She's she's rad. And I think it's funny how she's come into this this thing, this, this, uh, this the, I don't want to say shtick, but that she's doing, but all, all those cover albums are all good. They're all they're really, great. They're all really good. And so, yeah, you, you can't go wrong with them. Even if you're not like, even if you're not a huge fan of her work, just, or, or you know, the or if world, you don't know her, if you don't really, if you know the world like person, and just go check it out because she's rad. I go, I feel like we do this every year, so <laughs> once a year, we're well, yeah, like because she drops, she seems to drop a cover <laughs> right. album every, you know, either once a year or every, you know, year and a half, eighteen months, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, Juliana Hatfield sings Yellow. I'm not sure when the record is coming out, but the image that is on Spotify sort of lists on the front of the album gives you the tracks. So if you're an ELO fan and you're a Juliana Hanfield fan, then obvious this is a no brainer for you, but uh, they're super fun, man. ELO is, was one of those bands that uh, I feel like people, sometimes people, you know, it's funny, like people either really, really love ELO or now they're like, Oh, I hate ELO, I hate Jeff Lynn. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, but um, I don't know that that's fair. And, and I feel like there was a point where ELO might have been like one of the biggest bands on the planet. <laughs> if you yeah. go back 40 years. But yeah, this Juliana Hatfield record, I don't know what when the full album drops. But the single is available on Apple Music and on Spotify as of May 23rd. So a couple weeks ago. And I, and I meant to say it. I meant to say something about it uh, for the last two weeks. Uh, just, you know, we had other stuff to talk about. So there you go. <laughs> Did y'all go see Men in the Line this weekend? Yeah. Did you all go see Men in the Line this weekend? Posted up the theaters. It came, came out on Friday. Friday. Yeah. I shared the, the list with everybody of when it was coming out, where it was playing, if it was near you, if you had to get in the car and go somewhere. But no, I unfortunately, I didn't have time to see it. Um, we went and saw Spider-Verse on Friday, which was fucking amazing. And uh, unfortunately, because of my schedule... You know, unfortunately for, I'd say, unfortunately my schedule being what it was, I didn't have the space to, to take a drive and go see many of the line. Cause it's not playing up here, which is a drag. We have to go, I think Burbank's the closest one to us, right? Burbank. Burbank. Yeah. MC8. Yeah. Or, in, or Encino, just I, depending on which one is closest, but I, I would never go into Encino to go see a movie. <laughs> Some Ventura Boulevard. It's just too much. That's a good theater, by the way. It is, but it's 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 kind of like the arrow. It's a pain in the ass for parking, and it's kind of a drag to get to. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I mean, I, it's a good theater. I've seen many movies there, but more when I lived over in that area, um, as opposed to like it's just not somewhere I want to I want to drive to to go see a movie. Weirdly enough, right? Well, speaking of Manning, um, Sequa is in that remake of White Man Can't yeah, Jump. Yeah, on Hulu. And, and I can't do it, dude, because I don't, I can't stand Jack Harlow, dude. I can't stand him. His his counterpart in that, I just, I don't like him. I don't like him. And it sucks, too, because I'm like going, oh, maybe I can, maybe I can watch him. Maybe I can just deal. And so I can, so I can watch Sin in the movie. And I couldn't, dude. I just, 
the kid just bugs the fuck out of me. It's funny because I, I would say uh, <laughs> I've seen the movie right once. It just, you know, it was okay. I mean, I, it's not something that I like would necessarily want to see a remake of. Uh, I feel like it, I don't know anything about the remake. So, you know, they probably address things. I just feel like it's probably one of those movies that's super dated. Like if I saw it, cause I did watch money train with Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson and I wish I hadn't. <laughs> right. That's a rough go. So, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, but I, I hear he's great in it. I haven't seen it either. Um, he's got another film coming out. Uh, I think this week. Uh, if I'm not wrong, let me just fact check this before I split, spit it out. I am going to see Men in the Line this afternoon. The Blackening, I think. I think the Blackening comes out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think it comes out Wednesday. The trailer for that is fucking rad, dude. Oh yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, yeah, that that one's I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. So yeah, directed by Tim Story. Interestingly enough. Well, it makes sense considering the plot of the movie. And yeah, no, I just had, uh, you know, I just know Tim's story mostly from, uh, you know, his barbershop films. And I think he directed a couple of the, uh, maybe one or two, the first two Fantastic Four movies, maybe. Yes. Well, yes. And then he's got a, a Christmas movie with Ludacris that's coming out soon. Ludacris. Ludacris. It's so obvious, dude. <laughs> I, I, dude, I said that to my friend who was working on it, like, and, she, and she's like, I don't know how I never thought of that while I was working on it. And I was like, well, <laughs> it's right there. It's a layup. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I think it's called Dashing Through the Snow. I like Luke, Chris. Chris Bridges, man. I like him too. This will be, um, it'll be an interesting, you know, theater going experience. The, you know, Mending is getting, it's getting really good reviews. Um, and, uh, it's being seen and that's the important thing. Exactly. Yeah. That list that we put up, it changed. <laughs> it changed. And a couple of days later I had, I had more stuff to put out there. And then, so if you guys were looking at the, the kick last week's kickstart, you'll see the link to it and it'll take you to a Google doc that'll show where it's playing. And of course that was as of opening. I don't know if it's still the case now because the, the movie's already opened. I don't know. Sometimes the way theatrical works right now, especially with a smaller movie, is sometimes they're just in there long enough for the weekend. And that's another problem, too, with DCPs, right? You can easily just go, I'll load something else up instead, instead of paying for the exhibition fee for a movie like that. Well, the, the interesting thing about it is it's got a 90-day window before any, any home video really or streaming so you know it is it, it's there's no day day of day release. which is weird which is very unheard of these days right well a bit it's good though i mean because it means if you want it if people are going to track it down they're going to go see it in theaters which is cool right you know because it's it's really a movie that should be seen on a big screen uh, for obvious reasons right it, i was going to say if you want to catch uh more Sinqua, on Amazon, the nanny. I don't know if you saw nanny. Did you see nanny? No, it's uh, it's oh, dude, on the nanny's list. super. You know, nanny's fun. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, it you know it came out in December, I think. But uh, still, it's on Prime. Um, so yeah, man, he's he's you know he's quite the busy actor. He's you know he, you know he's in a lot of stuff right now, and you know him and him and Brian are great together. So uh, and uh, and without I don't want to give away what we were just what we just recorded for our episode this week. The, the the lead in the our uh, in the movie we're covering this week is you know he's known for mixing mixing things up and taking roles that um, are interesting and I think that's what we're seeing with Sinquad too I think he picks things that are, 
look at look at the three movies he's got, four movies he's got out right now, or that are either out or on their on their way. That's a, again talking about a lot of a lot of work being done in a small amount of time. Some are high profile, some are like mending. They're where they're not on everybody's radar, and I find that that kind of choices being made early on are surprising for a young actor the, to, sure. to mix up the, cause every, cause everybody gets not just some, some performers are just so fixated on this is the path I have to take. And you make a like movie to make your name for yourself because they're like, Oh, I'm going to be more things. If I'm more of this thing that people like, which is a, the problem that a lot of on camera performers fall into and musicians too, when they continue to make music that, that sounds like the thing that got them big, as opposed to being true to who they are. I feel like his work, his choices are very true to what he wants. He, he says, I'm interested in doing this. I want to do this. I would have never thought he would have done something like mending and then something like the blackening in the same year time of shooting both movies. You know, he, he, in a short amount of time, he's worked with Clint Eastwood. You know, he was in Friday night lights. Um, I knew him when he, when, I, when he uh, signed on to Men in the Line. My response was like, oh, I love Shark Night. And people were like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you've seen Shark Night? And they're like, never seen it. I'm like, oh, man, you guys are missing out on Shark Night. But yeah, I mean, he was also, I think he was in the Teen Wolf. Was he, in, was he, he was in Teen Wolf, the, series, the Teen the Wolf series. He's, he's got a really nice sort of still sort of, you know, commanding. He's, he's, I, I think he's a really talented actor who yep. is, you know, is about to like, is about to bust loose. So, yep. you know. Shark Night on Max right now as of June. Boom. Yep. Shark Night. He's, and he's a standout too. He's a standout on all these shows. Like, like Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf was full of all of these good looking guys that really had a following because just for that alone, oh, this guy is so hot. It was like one of those things. He stood out performer wise for me as everybody on the show. He, the camera loves the guy and he just happens to be able to act too. Thankfully. Yeah, man. Totally. Many of the lines. You guys guys got a chance again, double check the the Google doc. It may be updated since last week. I think we're waiting waiting for, for blue to send us another update. Right. Yeah, we'll see what ha- we we'll see what we get tomorrow. Right, it could go a little wider because of opening, or it could go a little bit less. But I will adjust everything accordingly. So when you look at that Google sheet, find where it's closest to you and go check it out. I'm excited to see it. I just have to find the time to get in the car and go see it. So hopefully this week. Right on. Anyway, so for home video stuff. All right, it's going to be hard for me to say this and then not say what they are. But you can kind of look at the titles that are coming out this week, June thirteenth. Tuesday, we have a bunch of new 4K releases and, and re-releases, and sometimes uh, some Blu-rays are new to the uh, to the shelves, <laughs> virtual shelves, I guess, right? Because I was at Best Buy yesterday, and they ain't got no shelves for movies anymore. No, I know. Shocking. So we talked about Time Bandit. So Time Bandit 4K is hitting Criterion, and we talked about Time Bandit during what episode? We talked about Time Bandits. Oh, just a couple episodes ago. Uh, what was it? It was during. It was during. Um, oh, no, it was, it was, it was during, during yeah, the. Uh, it's, it, it was, was badass. Yeah, badass swords. Women with swords movie. That that that. It was when we were watching she. Yeah, it was with uh, Laurent Chaka. Right. Correct. <laughs> anyway, the Super Mario Brothers animated movie that came out earlier this year to a whole slew of discourse. That actually comes out on Tuesday and Insidious 4K with um, with about a month and a half, well, about a month away from Insidious 5 hitting the, the, the movie theater that's coming out on 4K. Now, 
when the movie Scream came out in 1996, it was like, wasn't there already a movie called Scream? I mean. Yeah, there was a movie. Yeah, it was a slash movie from the 80s. Mm-hmm. It had a great box cover. Tuesday, both the 4K and the standard Blu-ray for Scream from 19, 1981 comes out. The 4K one is being released by Dark Force, which we talked about recently as one of those new new guys on our radar. And the Blu-ray, hold on, I guess I scrolled it. Oh, I'm sorry. So I, I made a mistake. <laughs> so Code Red. Code Red is the other one, the Blu-ray. I thought they were coming out the same day because I saw the dates. Just seem, June 8th, 2021 is when the Blu-ray came out. I was under the impression they were both coming out today. Gotcha. But it threw me because of the dates are so close. I mean, the 8th, like, well, it's, it's the 8th just a few days ago. So in my head, it was like the, it was this week. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They And they both had drastically different covers. It was super weird. Anyway, but yeah, that's a straight up 81 slasher, like right when the, the whole thing was breaking after Friday, the, the original Friday the 13th. Oh yeah, up. man. They just put a knife in somebody's hand and let them have it. Yeah. <laughs> a group of friends on a rafting trip down a river stop in an old ghost town to spend the night. An old ghost town, nice. Yeah, like a heightened, scary version of the Pretty Bunch episode. Soon their rafts disappear and then they begin to be eliminated one by one by a mysterious killer. Yeah, it's funny, man. I really, I think I, I honestly think I saw that movie in a theater, maybe with Final Tear with uh, Adrian Zmed, Rachel Ward, and Daryl Hannah. Maybe it was the other's movie on the bill. When you look at the Blu-ray cover, you're like, "What the fuck is this for?" Interestingly, uh, I'm looking at that. It looks like Children of the Corn. This looks like a Dorian Gray kind of like something you oh, see, dude. You know what it also looks like? It looks like uh, it looks like the cover from that. Remember the Altman movie uh, Images? No. And it looks kind of like the 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 artwork from the uh, from the from the Blu-ray cover of uh, Images. The uh, Robert Altman is like seventy three, but yeah, yeah, not a good looking cover. That's a that's some terrible art, honestly. Yeah. This scream thing it reminded me of because the movie I thought when you said it. I, I I was thinking of Scream for Help, Michael Winner's uh, Scream for Help from 84, mm. which was scripted by Tom Holland. Ooh, Tom Holland. Now, if we could just get a Blu-ray of Scream for Help, I'd be happy. <laughs> Do you remember Scream for Help? No. Oh, dude, yeah. Here, I'm going to send you the... Uh... Well, since you mentioned Altman, and we can kind of segue into this, there's something that happened last week that was kind of making its rounds Harry Nielsen's performance, he is the songwriter, he, his daughter posted on Instagram this snippet of Harry working with Shelley Duvall while they were working on the songs for Popeye. It says he wrote all the songs, which I never knew. I never knew mm-hmm. he wrote all the songs, but it's nine and a half minutes the song and it's when they're doing He Needs Me, that song, her big song. He Needs Me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He sings with her and he's instructing her how to sing it. He harmonizes with her on it. It is so fucking rad. I'm going to link to it because this, this Popeye release came out, this deluxe Popeye release had the standard soundtrack and the second disc is what has all these demos and Harry singing almost every song, including I am what I am. The the song that that Robin Williams obviously sings Mm -hmm. is Popeye in it. It is so fucking wonderful. I'm like, I, I instantly bought it on CD and I'm like, I just, I'm, I, even though I can't listen to it in the car because I don't have a CD player. Um, it, it was, it's so wonderful. Harry's work is so good. The thing that struck me 
in a, for the positive was how well preserved the two track was for all this stuff. Because you think it wouldn't sound good after 40 something years, right? The release came out, I think it's a 2018. I misspoke if I did say that. It's 2017. I never knew this release ever came out. Again, it's one of those small things you just don't hear about. But because of Harry's daughter posting that TikTok slash Instagram video, I became aware of it. And I'll, I'll link to the whole album, but then also straight to that specific song. But it's, I wish there was video, but it's, it's neat listening to Harry, like encourage her when Shelly hits the right notes and it's the right inflections and, and, and the way he's looking for it. This looks familiar, but also that cover looks like I've seen that before. That's not the cover that was on the, uh, that, that movie poster is not the cover. Yeah, it doesn't uh, look uh, like it would be. I was searching for the art work, which you'll totally recognize. Jeez. Is that the stepfather or something? Oh, there's a stepfather. Okay, I was going to say, he's too young to be your dad. <laughs> wow. I had the trailer muted, but it's playing right now. Oh, this came out like around the same time as stepfather, like on video. Because I think it came out, you know, I think the movie was released in 84, but it didn't come out. I, I didn't see it until it came out on video. And that was probably around the same time. Because I remember it was released around the same time oh, as the man. stepfather. Baby Corey Parker's in it. Damn. All right, I just I just sent you the original VHS box art. So Corey Parker, you know, for me anyway, I I know him from well a couple of things, but but the, for me the big thing for him was oh how I got into college, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I was sitting around watching Biloxi Blues a short while later that he I realized he played Epstein, and then I'm like oh my gosh, he's <laughs> it's such yeah. two very divergent performances, and they're just a year apart. Yeah, Corey Parker's rad. He's really good. But yeah, he's in that. He's in the, he's in Scream for Help. Is this playing anywhere? Is this streaming anywhere? Uh, Well, when I click it, it says you can go to, it takes me to Amazon Prime. Uh, it looks like it's just for rent. Yeah. Did you see the, uh, did you see the box art? Oh, that looks familiar. Yeah, dude, you've told it. I mean, the box art was like what made me fucking take the movie home and watch it. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I was 15, 16 years old, whatever. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Wait, there's sex in it too? And I knew who Michael Winner was because I, I was familiar with Death Wish and Death Wish 2. And Death Wish 2 has maybe the most disturbing, one of the most disturbing scenes I, still to this yeah, day. Yeah, I know. I can't watch the movie ever again. No. Um, because it literally just, uh, it's fucking. But Michael Winner, you know, sort of made a career of, <laughs> of had those uncomfortable moments. Yeah. In his films. Yeah. And Scream for Help has some really gruesome shit in it, uh, you know, for a teen slasher movie. But it's fun because Tom Holland wrote it. Tom Holland is just, he's just a fun dude. I like Tom a lot. Well, I mean, that's that's it. If you want to follow us on the socials, it's at Karate Pod on Twitter, Insta, and Letterboxd. On Letterboxd, you can follow me at Corey underscore Culp and Culper97 on Insta. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Roll at 33 on your Instagram or at... Tom Cody on Letterboxd. That's Tom Cody at Letterboxd. 